For the first time in 2024, we check in with State Senator Jonathan Lindsay for the latest of what will be heating up in Lansing later this week, anyway, with the governor's State of the State message. But uh, you you completed your first year in in the state senate this, this last year, kind of kind of reflect on that real quickly on uh, on how was it what you expected it was going to be? Were there things that that you didn't get done that you wanted to get done uh, when that within that first year? Because I know it just it kind of probably flew by for you, didn't it? <laughs> That's right. Good morning, Ken. Thanks for having me. Wow. Uh... Try to condense an answer to that. The first year, I look back on it, and what what we're doing right now is I'm really contrasting it with what I see right now. Right now, Lansing's at a standstill because the Democrats lost their majority in the House, and so we all have to find a way to work together and look for things that uh, that everybody could agree benefit the people. Last year was not that was not the case. It was true Democrat trifecta control, so it was just. Um, charge ahead on major policy priorities that they had. Um, and so, you know, in that context, there are certainly things that when I started running for this job uh, that I was very hopeful that we could try to work on things like cutting taxes, rolling back some of the regulations that are getting in the way of businesses, going out there and getting back to basics of making sure our laws support and protect personal liberty. A lot of those things were just not on the table for even a conversation last year. The Democrats had their priorities, and they moved on them. Um, This year it's a bit different, and it remains to be seen. It's been slow because uh, the the governor and, you know, her her Democrats in the House and the Senate haven't so far seemed to be willing to recognize that they don't have that absolute control over Lansing anymore. Um, So I think it will set in eventually, and maybe we'll start having conversations about what we could do together. Um, but the other thing you asked was, it, you know, did it meet my expectations? I mean, I've told a lot of people, a lot of voters, unfortunately, Lansing met every expectation I have, and my expectations of Lansing were very bad. I think it's a, it's a very corrupt system we have up there right now. The way that people's money is being spent is not appropriate, um, and there's a lot of reform that needs to happen. So I'll, you know, I'll keep talking about those things, and trying to propose real solutions uh, inside the government to help make sure that it's doing the best to serve the people. But unfortunately, right now, I think there's a lot of work to be done on that front. Governor has her sixth State of the State message coming up on uh, on Wednesday night. Uh, she's obviously, her name's been dropped as a possible uh, presidential uh, candidate, if not this time, and then maybe in, in four years. But, you know, could she be a replacement if Joe Biden, some, for some reason, were to drop out of the race? She was on some of the national talk shows yesterday and uh, a number of issues being talked about there, abortion, elections, and a whole lot of other stuff. So what do you expect out of her on, uh, on Wednesday night in her State of the State message when she addresses uh, the, the House and the Senate? Um, I expect a lot of what we've seen before, which is, uh, the governor does, I think, frankly, an incredible job of talking to people in a way that makes it seem like she's, you know, just sort of an aw shucks. I'm a Midwestern mom. I like people. There's nothing controversial about my policies or my positions. Uh, but the challenge with Governor Whitmer has always been that there's a huge divide with the way that she talks about policy and the way she engages the public and then what things she actually does. Uh, there are a lot of people who have looked back at this last year where she got that opportunity to have her entire agenda done without any roadblocks and have said that this is far and away the most 
leftist policy session that we've ever had in Michigan. It's, it's, I think we ranked you know, further left than some states that it would just shock people uh, making comparisons with places like California. And this is in Michigan. It is a truly divided state where people, you know, are it's more purple, um, it's more evenly split. So, I, you know, when we listen to the state of the state, I expect more of the same. And I think the challenge for people is sort of decoding. Um, you've got a governor that will stand up there and say, we need people to move to Michigan because we've got more liberty here. And then she'll run a government that directly attacks people's personal liberties. So with her, it's always um, it's not about what's being said. It's about what's actually being done. With the speech that uh, that comes out here, this, again, as you said, overlaid over somewhat of a deadlock in, in Lansing, especially on, on the House side, till that gets settled uh, with the elections later this year. Can she actually have bold initiatives going forward, or is she going to have to maybe just kind of stay the course for at least a year to to see where the power shakes out? I think for her, and back to what you were talking about before, of the sort of campaigning, even if she isn't campaigning, right? It's always good to be buffing your national profile. I think that she will have certain things that she calls on us to do, but I think that it will also be pretty heavy on her taking credit for work that's already been done. Um, and they'll talk about things like energy reform that they did, um, a lot of the legislation from last year. And on that particular one, on the energy reform, keep in mind that uh, you know something happened last week. The Board of Canvassers met. They approved some language for various ballot petitions. People will probably see more about these in the future. Uh, the reason I bring it up is this is probably the best example. The governor pushed through this energy package included taking away the ability of local communities to decide on solar and wind projects. And there's a group out there that is now starting um, a ballot initiative to repeal that, to return the control back to the locals. And they went out and they were talking about this last week, that they went out and polled different communities to say, um, you know, do you agree with this law or don't you? And that was a law that I believe the number they threw out was 85% of Democrats disagreed with the law that Governor Whitmer and her Democrats in Lansing pushed through. So they're out, they're well outside what even their own, you know, Mm -hmm. voter base believes when it comes to issues like taking away power from local governments to make decisions about what's good for their communities. But I think she's going to talk about those things and she's going to tout them as, oh, you know, we're great. We got a lot of good headlines from CNN and MSNBC about how we will be the blueprint for the rest of the country. Well, I hope that's not true. <laughs> I hope we start to walk this stuff back. Well, and that's, yeah, so the uh, the petition drive led by uh, townships and township associations, and uh, so some of the leaders of it actually were uh, were, were Democrat uh, township supervisors right. for, from, right. for, from the UP. So that was kind of interesting that uh, that was a part of that. So, well, we'll see how it plays out for her. We're talking to uh, our state senator, Jonathan Lindsay. Real quick, Republican Party's been in an uproar over the last uh, couple of months uh, in, 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 in a fraction obviously, with uh, Christina Caramo uh, appearing to be now pushed aside and Pete Hoekstra taking over, uh, voted in over the weekend by the state party as the new state party chair. Now, whether that holds up in court or not with that, uh, what what do you personally know about Pete? I, I've known him for years. Uh, what do you, and, and is that a, a good choice to kind of get the Republican Party back on track, do you think? Well, I didn't know uh, Ambassador Hoekstra until on a personal level, until the last year. Um, And I think this was very coincidental that he and I were working together 
trying to push back on some of these battery plants that have ties to the uh, Chinese Communist Party. So that was sort of a funny intersection, and now he's, he's run uh, to replace this. I've seen a lot of what you're talking about with the, the state party. I'm actually the, the sole ex officio member from the Senate Republican Caucus on the state committee, so I go to all these meetings. And, you know, I've just told people it's, it is certainly an unfortunate situation when people have these sort of divisions. Um, but I just encourage everybody, if they are involved in that level of partisan politics, that um, no matter what happens, you've always got to focus local. You've always got to do what you can in your own community. Um, and it's fine to have opinions about these things. But uh, what's probably going to matter more is that people go out and engage with their own neighbors right at home and uh, let them know why it's a good idea to be involved in politics and hopefully be on our side. Jonathan, thanks for checking in this morning. And uh, if not sooner, we'll talk in a couple of weeks, all right? Thanks, Ken. That's State Senator Jonathan Lindsay with us this morning.